I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Tivities, a celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So let, let the Black Tivities begin. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Black Tivities, the ultimate, ultimate podcast here for us Black folk. Everybody else, y'all can come on in and have a seat because we ain't like that. <laughs> but again, yes, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. On today's episode, we will be talking about dating while Black. Okay? Just dating while Black. So, Shannon here is with me, and I want to share this story, okay? Now, I have been divorced for a good little while now, and I slowly start going, creeping back into the whole dating scene. And of course, when you're dating, there are certain things that do occur. You got to find your vibe. You got to find, you know, your thing, okay? So I gave in to this one guy who was begging me to take, just begging to take me on a date. We went to Outback. All right. Now, Shannon, you hear me? I want to make sure you're with me. I'm with you. Okay. Now we get there. We are talking. We're vibing. Okay. And I do want to point out that this gentleman was not African-American. All right. He was of, of another ethnicity. And that's all I'll put out there. No, he wasn't white, but he was of another ethnicity. So we're vibing, we're talking. And you know, when you're dating, you have that like, like not dating, when you go on a date and you have that like, nah, this ain't going to happen again. Have you ever had that experience where you went on I a mean, date? I mean... I didn't I didn't really date like that, so Shannon, bruh. Okay. So I married young. Okay. And see, I did too. I did too with my ex we did. I married young as well. So I, I totally understand. So hence why I'm out here now kind of mingling and jingling. Okay. So in my mind, like we're talking, the vibe was cool, but it wasn't like a hundred percent like, you know what? This is like, yeah, this might can work. So I already had my mind made up like, you know what, <laughs> when this is over and done with, I'm going to go ahead and pay my little part of this check. I didn't even want him to pay. That's how serious it was. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to just withdraw from this whole situation. Mm, it was like that. Yeah, because I don't think we, we wasn't, we didn't vibe. The vibe wasn't there. So the lady comes, the, the waitress comes and I put my finger up like, you know, check, please. And she looked at me and she was like, is it two checks or one? I'm like, yo, it's going to be two. Like I gave her the like, it's two. Like, and she was like, okay, two checks. So she comes back with the checks. By this time, he done ordered another drink. And I'm like, I don't know who finna sit here with him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why he drank a drink. That's this drinky drink. Cause I'm figuring it go. So I take my card out. I look at my check. I place my card on the table. Well, in the little card thing. You know they give you with the little the bill, you know. So I put my mm-hmm. card in there on my on my bill. I had to go tinkle 
So I excuse myself and I go to the ladies' room. I come back. Both of the tickets, the checks, the receipts, the checks are gone. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, well, he must have, you know, I just assume he put his card up there. She came and got it and boom, that was it. Sister girl comes back with one card, one receipt, one pen. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm thinking like, where his check at? Can you please tell me why she charged everything on my card? Mm. On my card. So I'm like, I ain't finna clown on him. But then again, it's like, I wanted to act the fool. So I was like, you know what? I ain't gonna see him again. Like, yeah, it's a wrap. So we, 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 you know, I start grabbing my jacket. Yes, of course I had a little attitude because I'm like this dude. I was going to say nigga, but you know, I said it, whatever. He done sat here and done let this lady charge. I mean, I'm sitting here like, he done told her to charge all of this to my card. Like he didn't even attempt to try. Like, did he attempt to charge? Like, I was like, you know what, whatever. So we walk out and then he giving me the old, so what you about to do? I'm finna take my ass home. I gotta right. go to work in the morning to pay for your drinks and your steak that you got. What you mean what I'm finna do? I'm finna go home. So <laughs> here it is, me sharing another, another dating story here. <laughs> <laughs> me sharing my life here with you guys. Thank you for listening. But what w- what like what would you have done? That that is just bananas. But anywho. It is very hard nowadays when it comes to dating, especially when you're black. Okay. I feel like we don't have the same resources. I feel like it's harder to catch the vibe. It's always been hard for us. So I think with this, this is a perfect time to let's go on over to sax facts. I feel like we need a part one, two, and three to talk about the history of Black love and relationships, but I'm going to try to break some stuff down. Black love was and still seems to be a threat to society in America, and I found some receipts. Initially, slaves were not allowed to be legally married. Couples were often split up or forced to marry other slaves by their owners Why, you ask? Financial gain, power dynamics, evil, just being doggone petty. Some slave owners said, y'all go ahead and get married, in air quotes, but they were still being shady because their thought was, if I let these slaves get married, then they might not want to run away because they don't want to leave their family. When they split us up during slavery, we tracked down Bay and got legally married after the Civil War. But we are a freaking resilient group of people. Though it wasn't legally recognized until we gained our freedom, we jumped the broom anyway, literally. Some people think jumping the broom came from a motherland tradition that was carried into slave era nuptials where they waved a broom over a couple to get rid of them evil spirits and then they would jump over it on their way out the ceremony. 
Whoever jumped the highest became the HNIC of the house. However, there's evidence that marginalized and oppressed Europeans, Welsh, and Irishmen used to jump the broom too. So it could have been that that was a tradition that was brought over here. It took decades for black families to recover from the effects of slavery. Marriage was pretty common for black folks in the early 20th century, but from the 1960s on, there's been a racial gap for black marriages, probably in part due to all the gaps we still have in 2022. The wealth gap, the achievement gap, the health gap, and all the mother gaps. But that's a whole nother episode. And that's Saks Facts. always been a struggle when it comes to us and finding and being with our true loves but can let's double back to the outback story what would you have done in that situation where let's say shannon excused herself to the ladies room shannon comes back to the table and shannon sees that her whole bill Okay, that was pulled for that whole night was charged on her card on this date that you were asked out to. Okay, you didn't ask him. He asked you. What would you have done? First of all, Lisa, I'm not leaving my card on the table because I don't trust nobody. This is true. So mistake, mistake. Okay. Oh, it ain't going to ever happen again. (laughs) <laughs> and i mean lesson learned I, I, you know what you watch this is true but now it's like we talk about it. i'm not paying that's something that i did learn that's one of the things like before i interact with someone i make sure they know the type of person i am and i make sure they understand my expectations okay that's important that is very important So if I'm coming to you with my expectations of, all right, I believe in letting the man be the leader, right? Well, I'm not letting him. I believe he is the leader because I don't want to say like, yeah, nigga, I'm letting you be the leader. No, it's not on that level. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in letting the man be the leader, letting the man be head of household. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to come into my life and you want to be head of household, you got to present yourself in the manner that, hey, I'm head of household. I want you to stand on top of the steps with your hand on your belt buckle and some boots on to be like, this is mine. <laughs> I'm running it. And you got to run it. So, again, that's why I let out my expectations of this is the type of man that I'm looking for. And then if I want to get really, really down to the nitty gritty, if you ask me on a date, you paying for it, bro. And vice versa. Because I want like, I want a man to feel special too. So if I look at him like, hey, <laughs> where your good stuff? Where the good draws? I'm taking you out Friday night. 
<laughs> like, so that's important. Expectations is very important, especially now when it comes to dating. But there is something I want to share with you. I did ask several questions um, to a couple singles, but I came across one person who is Caucasian and it was shared with me that there is a culture among Caucasian men that if they find out that a white woman has dated a black man, she is considered tainted. For real? Yes. I thought that was some old Jim Crow Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm-mm. even to this day. So I wonder if the roles were reversed. Like, I don't think black men are doing that if they find out that a black woman has dated another race that they like, nah, she tainted, bro. Like, I don't think so. More than more or less, like, wouldn't you think that they'll look at it as like a challenge? Like, let me see what she got going on over here. I think so too, because they'd be like, that white man ain't know what to do with all that. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> he ain't hit that thing right. <laughs> I love my black men, but y'all, that let me tell you something. Black men are the most. I'm sorry, it's no nothing against any other ethnicities. Are the most confident. Like you can't tell them nothing. Like they are the most confident, regardless on what they're sexual orientation like they are the most confident like you can't tell them nothing and I love it I am so for it like I think that that's what attracts me to you know like a black man a black man that even though he he may not have a pop to piss in you can't tell him that he always gonna be standing there with like his arms up like like he's showing off like he's showboating like he's showing off muscles bless his heart he a bucko fives pants sagging you can't tell him nothing. <laughs> I think we got to keep lifting them up, too. Yes, that's very important. Gassing them up. That's very important. Because the world don't do it. Oh, yes. Yes. Because the world don't do it. Um, You familiar with the love languages? Mm-hmm. You are? Do you know, mm-hmm. like, what, what is yours if you have, if you had to put yours out there? Mine is um, quality time and words of affirmation. Yeah, they were like that's equal. Me too. Yeah. Words of affirmation. Tell me you appreciate Even though I know you appreciate me, tell me you appreciate it. Babe, I appreciate you making me grits in the morning. Just because I know you appreciate it, I do it a lot more. I may get snappy at the mouth sometimes, but just know that I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Put me in my place. I find that attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes just a little toxic is a little toxicity. It's okay. You be toxic <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, something else I asked was before some of the men and women I asked was, could you date a bisexual man or a bisexual woman like could you see yourself in a healthy relationship and majority of the people that did respond to me stated that when it comes to a bisexual man absolutely not 
And I did have one girl that was like, well, I don't, you know, long as he's not like super flamboyant out there, then I don't see an issue. Um, one guy did say that he did have an issue because he was like, you know, homosexuality is homosexuality. And he went into all this other biblical stuff that I, y'all ain't finna counsel us because of what this man said, but I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me personally, being that I am bisexual, I have to put that out there. Um, it was, it was kind of, you know, eye opening to see some of the things that were shared with me, but I have to say, Yes, when you're bisexual, it's not like you're like for me, and I can only speak for myself. It's not like a long term thing. Like I'm looking to just be with a man and a woman forever. You know what I mean? It's like whoever sparks my interest at the time. But I am mostly interested in men. That's just me personally. Now, if I see a girl and she got a fat ass, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, babe, look, <laughs> she got a fat ass. Look," and then that's it. Boom, it's over with. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know I'm like, I'm going over there, but um, I mean, that's just me. But I feel like if I do decide like, like I am with the man and I want to be with this man because I do, I thrive off of being uh, with the man. Like that's, that's, that's my goal as being married again and being with the man. Like, I don't think that that's a worry and I don't want that man to think that he has competition. Now, can I can I share? Can I say what I shared with you about the one guy that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. One guy said that he does not see himself being able to be in a relationship, a healthy relationship, with a bisexual woman, because if her kitty cat good, and she can bring something to the table, he said he can't compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you holding your laughing? You got to laugh. <laughs> he said, I can't compete with that. If she bringing her own table and her kitty cat good. So I was like, wow, okay, well, I mean, like, what do you say? Like, I was just like, okay. I was just sitting there. I was lost. I was like, I didn't know what else to say. I couldn't follow up on it, but it was, <laughs> I mean, he had a good point. Another thing I asked too was, is it possible to be just friends after you did attempt to date someone Shannon do you think it's possible to just be friends with somebody you dated with someone you dated I mean I do but Mm -hmm. the problem is I don't know if the other person feels the same way so you're saying you don't think they will be as cool as you when it comes to it. Yeah, because, you know, if I like you, I'm with you. So mm-hmm. if I'm not with you, then I don't want you. Like, we could just be friends. But I feel like men have a hard time separating the two. There's a reason that we're not together no more. Right. And this is true. This, this is so true. Like, there is a reason. But... I feel like when if both people acknowledge that reason, then it's on both of those people to be adults about it, you know, and then that's where they can be at least cordial. Just be cordial. Sometimes, depending on how the breakup was, 
I think that that would determine on if you can be friends or not. But if you, if that person was just like over the top, then sometimes it is best to just leave it where it is. So in my opinion, yeah, I mean, I would just say at a hot and by type thing, like, hey, how you doing? Like a cordial. Cordial. Yes. Keep it cordial. Before it's like calling and be like talking about, you know, who you don't went on a date with or what you got going on. Oh, yeah. That's too much. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of sharing, you know, your dating and all of that. um, Transparency. When you're first dating someone, is there a such thing as being too transparent or sharing too much information about yourself in the beginning? Possibly. Okay. And I say that because you don't have that deep connection yet. Mm -hmm. So it's possible like you are saying too much and then, you know, it, uh, it won't won't work out. And then they know all this stuff about you that they shouldn't know. All right. Let me give you a scenario. There was a situation where a guy and a girl were dating. Well, they start talking. They were like talking on a talking like status. Okay. In the beginning, the guy was very interested in her. And he asked her, and I guess this is one of his, like he had a checklist. He asked her. Have she ever experienced anything that was like traumatizing? Like, have you ever experienced something like that? And at the time she, because they was just, you know, talking, she was like, no. But in reality, she did experience, had a situation to where um, she was raped. But it took years of counseling. It took years of her you know, feeling com- feeling comfortable to go on dates. And then she felt like she was ready to get out there, but she wasn't ready to share that with him. Some time went by, they start dating. And then she felt comfortable in disclosing that. And he felt like she deceived him by not sharing that in the beginning, because he felt like that's something he should know in the beginning. So... I experienced something similar to that. Mm -hmm. My answer is based on not lying, Mm -hmm. but just not having like diarrhea of the mouth and just telling all your business. So I think my response to that, if that was me, it would probably be like, yeah, I did, but I'm not really ready to talk about it. Uh, Okay. Okay. Okay, and that makes sense. And that makes sense. So I think I think for me too, it's like the transparency. It's like I want that person to know again, like I'm trying to put out there the type of person that I am. Again, my expectations. And I sometimes it's like I wonder, like, am I giving too much information or am I saying too much? But then again, it's like I'll be like, nah, because they need to know who they're dealing with. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I get that. Yeah. Dealing with. So I, that's something that I had to I had to figure that out really quick. Now, I do have to ask you a question about ghosting. 
How do you feel about ghosting, Shannon? Ghosting is, is not right. That's not the right way to do it. With me, yes, it's not polite, but it depends on what you did. Because if you was crazy and you was on some bullshit, you gave me them vibes like you crazy. <laughs> no, sir. I have the right to remove myself from the situation. Oh, yeah, that's the exception. Yes. But I feel yes. like if I would have to ghost you, you would know you would get get the hint before mm-hmm. you actually got ghosted. Negative. No, because you could stop responding to text messages and they don't get it. And they'll still text you the next day. Good morning. Or how your day going? Mm. Or good night. What you got going on today? What's going on? I ain't heard from you straight. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes you have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just kind of like, they give you that vibe like, yeah, something ain't right. Eh, eh, Can't do this, sir. on to the black activity we're gonna do a little black activity you tell me yes or no based on your blackness how you would respond to this so this is kind of on a would you rather tip okay all right now i know you're married happily married beautiful beautiful family okay if your husband's listening you guys are just amazing but would you rather shannon this is just for shannon Date a rich polygamist with the way that society is and this economy is, or be single for the rest of your life. I'm gonna be single. I can't do <laughs> I can't what? do sister wives. What? Let me tell you. At first I used to be on that. I can't do it. I I I can't share nothing. But the way I feel nowadays, baby, if sister finna come in on this mortgage. <laughs> And I, I'm going to still share my expectations. She can't have a whole bunch of kids because I already got three myself. And that's hard. It's, two, it's already two females in here and then extra children. Nah. So I, I do the rich polygamist. And then he got money. You can just be going about your business. <laughs> and then you go in there and see who laid up. If they ain't laid up, you go in there and do you going and go in your room. That's the thing. Another thing, too, is having your own room. I've been hearing so much about people that say they dating nowadays and they have their own bedroom. And I'm like, this is new stuff. Like can a relationship work with two people having their own bedroom? A business relationship. Business. I'm going to come back to this. Let me put some more thought into the extra bedroom. Okay. Okay. Let's move along. Move along. Could you, would you rather date a self sufficient high maintenance man Or someone you have to dress and prepare for. That's a hard one. Because I don't know if I could be with a man that's prettier than me. But. And then, but what you think about, like, you already got kids. So what about a man that you got to dress to? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have to dress you either. he don't groom himself. And you got to like, babe, like, why your eyebrows touching like that? Like, you got to take him to get his eyebrows done. No, I'm going to have to go with the high maintenance. Okay. You're going to get on my nerves, but. Yeah, y'all going to argue. It's going to take one time. If I do a high maintenance, man, he'd be like, 
Are you just going to leave your shoes in the floor and then a garage just tear that house up? <laughs> <laughs> I love that too. I get them in a minute. Like, <laughs> all right. Would you rather date a man who has no plan, absolutely no plan for the future, or a super successful man who is hardly ever home? I kind of need you to have a plan because. I can I I need you to be the head of the household. Like you want a man to be the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need you to have some kind of plan. I guess if if um he's successful, mm-hmm. then you know I can do my own thing and become successful. There we go. Hello. So we got super successful man who's hardly home for the win. I do agree. Um, if anything, you hardly ever home. Hey, babe, I'll meet you there. How about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we can we can figure it out. Versus us sitting there. This man ain't got no plan. <laughs> you paying all the bills because he's trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. The next question was, could you date someone? Would you would you rather date someone with starting out with no kids? Or are you OK with the person having kids? Now, with me, obviously, I have children. Obviously, I'm going to say it doesn't matter for me. It doesn't matter. But it depends on how the kids act, though. Mm, that's a big, big thing. Yeah. I think at our age, it's probably pretty hard to find somebody that doesn't have kids. And if they don't. You'll be surprised at how many people our age that I have seen or I know of that don't have kids. But if they don't at our age, are you looking at them sideways? Okay. Walking in, I do look. Okay. Yes. I'll answer your question first. Yes. Like you automatically think what's wrong with them. But what if like they had some traumatizing, you know, situations or things that where they were married or they were with someone earlier on and things didn't work out and they're not lowering their standards and they're looking for that right person. But me, when I, me, when I walk into it, baby, I got three kids. They's just as snazzy as I am. You come over here if you want to. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I'm not paying for the food on the first date. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I don't want to go to Outback. Don't do me like that. Don't try me, boo. That's cute. Well, I think it's time for a little piece, a little Lisa's piece. All right. So this one is titled Apply Pressure. I walk around repeating, I'm so fancy. No one was good enough. But then I saw you. I mean, I see you in a place where glow-ups are equivalent to immaculate blowjobs. Professionally, I front, but this just isn't some old schoolgirl crush. I seen in a dream. I seen you in a dream. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. I am the dream. But let me explain. You walk this earth with shackles and a crown, the sweat that drips from your brow to the floor. I see it. Your head hung low. 
but each act reflected on your brother takes a toll on you. But I see you. Major setbacks, applauds lacking, and I remember the time you caught slack for being financially defined, but I saw you. I mean, I see you. I applaud you in all your likeness. It makes me curious, fascinated by your confidence and intrigued on how you illuminate royalty. You are the caterpillar that brings out my butterflies. The reason my ocean runs chaotic during a hurricane. The reason why I smirk when I get on my knees. The reason why I clutch my thighs together when I hear your voice. The reason me and your baby mama is on a first name basis and I lick the outline of her initials tatted on your neck. You, sir. The reason why I dream in 5K, or should I say 5G, because only a G can make me feel this way. I see you. I dig you. I fiend for the way your tenacity gags and leaves your opponent with a mouthful. I speak nothing but greatness. Dream only. Lose the shackles and fuck that crown. Your blood is the wealth in your seed I will be honored to carry. See, any old dame can have sex, but I'm trying to fuck but yet make love to your mind. I'm trying to make you smile at every thought of how I support your kind. Eyes locked, us smiling in unison. Vibes are important, right? Dreams guiding it to the right place. See, I support you. I'm here 100%. Don't frown or fret. It's just my savage matching your savage. A reflection of cockiness meeting a grown man. A grown woman meeting a king and bowing because he has shown he deserve it. My fancy, he deserve it. My loyalty, he deserves it. This melanin, he deserves it. You inspire me. You support my mind. You inspire my creativeness. I saw this. I saw all of this in a dream. All wet and shiny. Be my king. I'm just applying pressure. All right. I had to close my eyes so I could feel it. (laughs) And I do want to add, though, that is a clean up version of it. I did have the honor of performing this at a seductive desire um, show a while back. There will be some coming up, but hey, I'm going to have a lot more shows where I'm going to be performing a lot more and I'll be able to be sharing that, especially on the Instagram page, if you're digging the pieces. She may get PG-13 for me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we appreciate y'all listening. If you love you some Blacktivities, please support us by rating and reviewing us in Apple Podcasts. Please. You can also join us on IG. We are at Blacktivities Pod. Links are in the show notes, which includes all the historical resources that we use in case you want to read up. And next episode, we're going to answer the question that everybody always asks us. What's that question, Lisa? Why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? What you mad for? So look out for that post on social media so you can tell us why you mad. You might be featured on the next episode. Yes, but kings and queens keep doing big things. Big things. Let go.